Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Welcome back, my friends. Welcome back. It's episode 135, and this week I want to talk to you about moving forward. If you listened to my last episode, I talked about having reached out to everybody on the wait list for the subscription membership at the Widow Coaching Center and asking, what is the one thing you really need right now? What is the one thing in your life? And Another overwhelming response, which really surprised me, was the number of widows who wrote and said, I want to be able to move forward. And it was interesting to me because I know as widows, we make a distinction, okay? There's a distinction that widows make between moving on, which most of us take offense at, and moving forward. You know, so many widows complain that people say things to them like, you know, when are you going to move on? You need to just move on. And we find that so offensive, right? Because we feel like they're telling us we need to just forget about our husband that we loved, forget about all the years of marriage and the relationship or whatever it was, forget about our pain and grief and just get back into life. Like, what is the matter with you? <laughs> and it ticks us off because we don't want to move on. We don't want to, I think moving on sounds like you're leaving everything behind you. And we don't want to let go of all that. Rightly so. Our husbands, I actually would argue that it's impossible for you to let go of all that. Because here's what I've learned over over the months and years since Jim died. And that is, he is such a part of me. I couldn't forget that man if I wanted to. But <laughs> I don't want to. I treasure the years we had together. I treasure everything I learned from him, everything I experienced with him. I know most of you feel the same way, right? And then I began noticing all the little ways that he shows up in my own personality and in the way I do certain things, you know? Sometimes I'll go in the kitchen and I'll do something and I'll go, oh, that's what Jim showed me that, right? So we don't want to move on, but we desperately want to be able to move forward and how to do that. It turns out it's a number, it's one of your number one wants out for a great number of you out there. So what is moving forward and how does that happen? The reason it's so hard to embrace the change in our life and turn into a better version of ourselves is because change is hard. It feels uncomfortable. We don't want to feel uncomfortable. So we find comfort in the greatest discomfort of all time. The loss of our 
partner for life. We retreat into that. Like change is so uncomfortable to make change and it seems so uncomfortable to us that we're willing to stay right where we are, which is in some excruciating misery and pain of loss. And that becomes your new comfort zone. Because the idea of making change in your life is even more uncomfortable than the pain of losing your spouse. Isn't that crazy? Change can make us stronger, right? There is discomfort of growth versus punishing yourself for not being where you think you should be. How uncomfortable is that? How uncomfortable is it to keep punishing yourself because you know you're stuck, you know something needs to change in your life, yet you're unwilling to let go of the misery that you're in right now, right? You're in discomfort. That's why you want to know how to move forward, but moving forward feels uncomfortable. So if you stay the same because that feels safe, Then you stay in the terrible pain of grief instead of learning how you can move forward in grief, right? We don't leave grief behind. I think most of you know that. Like grief is not something we're going to shed like a snake sheds its skin. It becomes part of our soul. But the truth is, and I have talked about this before, that grief does not feel as painful as we interpret it to be. When we first lose our spouse, we are in an awful emotional pain and we think that's all grief. And it's not. There are so many other emotions that come with grief and muddy it all up. We are just a ball, a mass of emotions, right? All at once. We're experiencing regret. We're experiencing sadness. We're experiencing disorientation. It's just all kinds of stuff that is so painful. And when you can work through all those other emotions that are not grief, right? Like the regret is not grief. The guilt is not grief. All of those emotions that are swirling inside of you, anger, it's not your grief. When you learn how to process all those emotions, and move past them, all you're left with is like this pure grief inside of you, which is still a little uncomfortable. I mean, we're grieving, but it's not the horrible misery of all those other emotions that we start fighting. We're trying to make them go away. And by fighting them, we make them stronger. So, If you stay in that same place because it feels safe, you're staying in terrible pain instead of learning how you can move forward into pure, clean grief and begin living your life again. How can you invite in discomfort of change while still being at peace and even happy? by reaching a goal, no matter how small it is. And you want to start small, okay? Because change is uncomfortable. So let's build up to it by just doing one little thing, one little goal. 
It's a little discomfort to go towards a tiny goal. But here's what happens when you reach it, when you actually do that little goal, you feel so amazing, right? You see how very worth it, it, that little bit of discomfort was. You're like, wow. Even if that goal is just, I'm, there's a group meeting at the library. I'm going to go meet with that group at the library tomorrow. I won't know anybody. I'm just going to walk in, sit down. I might have the courage to introduce myself to someone, but if I don't, I'm just going to sit in the back and be a wallflower, but I'm going to go do it. And it feels really uncomfortable to go do that. Your brain starts trying to talk you out of it, but then you go do it. And once you do it, you feel so good that you accomplished it. You're like, yeah, it was worth the discomfort and the freaking out because I did it and I can go back and do it again and again and again now. I can go attend that group, maybe even talk to people, <laughs> right? Start with a little tiny goal. And then when you reach for the next uncomfortable goal, it's going to be with the anticipation of feeling great when you reach it because you're going to know, yeah, I feel a little uncomfortable about this, but if I can actually get to that goal, it's going to be amazing. Even patting yourself on the back for trying. What if you set a little goal that makes you a little bit uncomfortable and then you don't even do it? or you don't succeed with it, or you get in your car and you drive halfway to the meeting at the library, and then you turn around and come home. Do you beat yourself up? Stop it. <laughs> no, don't do that. You want to actually pat yourself on the back because you took a step towards it. You get to feel good about yourself for having tried doing it. And then when you feel good about yourself for actually getting dressed and in the car, you can, again, try it again the next week. Like it's a little uncomfortable, but I'm really going to make it all the way there this time because I know how good it feels to at least try to go do this thing. Getting out there to become the you that you've only ever dreamed of, it's a huge thrill. It's better than amazing, you guys. Discomfort is a small price to pay when you can level up to like the next version of yourself. When you can make a goal that's not just driving down the street to a group, but maybe you make a big goal. Maybe you're like, I'm going to do something important in the world. Whatever that is. Then it's amazing for me, I look back on when I made the drive to a mall to last week when I got on an airplane and flew to Toronto, Canada to meet with a thousand other entrepreneurs in a three-day seminar in a hotel. I could not have done that back in the day when I was just trying to get myself to drive to a mall. And here's the thing. It's because I've been reaching for a life that I can still only dream of. I'm reaching for goals that just, they feel like impossible goals sometimes, you guys. Like trying to reach so many widows and make a difference to them. But in the process along the way, when I am doing these things like getting on a plane and flying to meet a thousand strangers in Canada, 
it is thrilling. The discomfort of going to do that is just seems like such a small thing now that I've done it. I come home, I'm like, oh my gosh, what I gained out of doing that. The me who did that, that's how you're going to feel. Every time you set a little goal for yourself and you overcome all of the discomfort of making change, you're going to be so thrilled with what you've accomplished that you'll look back at the discomfort and go, wow, that was a small price to pay to get to what I'm doing right now. So that's why it is hard for us to move forward. It is so hard. We are so scared of the discomfort of making change that we stay right where we are, which is a pretty sad, miserable spot for some of us, right? I'm not saying you're sad and miserable. You're not broken. Just because you're widowed does not mean you're broken in any way. But it is so easy to get stuck in that place of sorrow and loss. And we know there is always going to be a little corner of our heart grieving for that person. But if you can begin to break out of that shell, to face the discomfort of making some small change in your life, even if it's like, I'm going to change how I'm eating so that I'm feeding myself healthier. Because that's like a series of challenges, right? You have to plan to eat better. You have to actually go to the grocery store and buy the healthier food. Maybe find some recipes that are really healthy that just feed one person. But as you do all of that and you start making that change for yourself, then you start seeing the results. You start feeling better about yourself. You start actually feeling more energy because you are focused on feeding yourself the best way possible. And then you realize the discomfort of making that change was so worth it. And then the discomfort becomes minimal too right? Because you've done it over and over and you forget about the discomfort until you go for your next goal, the next bigger step. And then the discomfort of change descends on you again. But it's okay to feel the discomfort. We can allow that. You can just sit there and feel discomfort. It doesn't make you die. Yeah, it's okay to feel discomfort. We all get uncomfortable about change. And you could be like, yeah, this is, this is uncomfortable. This is what change feels like. And then you go do it anyway. And you get that thrill of becoming one step closer to the person that you always dreamed you could be. And if you haven't dreamt of becoming something bigger than yourself, if you haven't dreamt of having a different life, Give yourself a few minutes to just sit and dream. Dream of what would be the most amazing life you could be living. Savor that dream. And then take some little steps. Some little steps forward, my friends. I'll be talking to you next week. I want you to go find some joy in your life. Even if the joy today is just taking the time to dream a little find joy in those dreams. I'll talk to you again next week. 